Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the New Lexington Bible Church Weekly Devotional Podcast. I'm Pastor Brian. Thanks for tuning in again. We are in 2 Peter chapter 3. We'll pick up where we left off at verse 10, and we will finish up the chapter. And so we will be finished with 2 Peter uh, this morning, and uh, I'm excited about that. It's been a good study. I think this is a great ending to the study. I hope it's been a blessing to you, and I will have to uh, pray about where we'll go next for our uh, weekly devotionals. And uh, I'm thankful for the opportunity to do them. It's always good to get off to a good start to the week. And I'm also thankful this week that I'm back on somewhat of a normal schedule for the first time since the holidays with work. Uh, You know how that goes when they change your schedules around. It it, it throws everything off, doesn't it? Uh, you, You get used to doing certain things at certain times on certain days. And then when they change things around, it's hard to keep up. Sometimes we can become frustrated uh, when that happens to you. You just wait patiently for those opportunities to do those things that you know you're supposed to be doing, and God will make a way. But uh, it's cold. Hey, winter showed up. I don't know where where all of you are listening in from, but uh, chances are it's uh, it's probably cold there. I think it was uh, like zero degrees here, negative 10 wind chill with a good pack of snow on the ground where I'm at. Uh, I kind of like the the different seasons and looking at the snow and everything, but once it gets this cold, I'm about ready for spring. I don't know about you. Uh, But anyway, hope you're staying warm. Hope everyone's staying safe. Know that I'm praying for you. Let's have a word of prayer and get into our devotional this morning. Father, I thank you, Lord, for another day and another week, another opportunity to serve you, Lord. Thank you for this devotional and this time in your word, reflecting on your truths, on your promises and seeking to apply them in my life, Lord. And uh, I certainly lift up everyone that is a part of our church, family, um, and those that um, just listen in with the podcast and those that do the live streams. I lift them all up to you, Lord. Those are our extended church family. Those that are further away can't really get to us physically, uh, but they're enjoying the ministry of the Word through our church, and I'm thankful for them, Lord. And I lift them up to you. ask that you will touch each and every one of them bless them, strengthen them, and help them, Lord, and uh, help our church, God, and and help our families, and uh, Lord, you know all the different needs and every little different situation, and uh, some need healing, some need a a touch from you in this area or that area, Uh, but Lord, it's good to serve you, and uh, thank you for giving us a wonderful ministry and wonderful people to share it with, Lord, and uh, open open our eyes up to your scriptures this morning. Help us understand them, help us apply them to our hearts and in our lives, to share them with others, to live a good example, and give me the words to teach them, Lord. We love you, we thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're here in Second Peter, we're in chapter 3, I left off at verse 10. <clears throat> so let me read verse 10 through the end of the chapter. The scripture reads this, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat 
Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. An account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, as also in all his epistles speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. But grow in grace, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Uh, so just looking back here again, um, before we got to verse 10, <clears throat> we just saw God's divine pleasure and longing that all men would be saved. Remember it said that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but his long-suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God <clears throat> takes pleasure and he is longing for all men to be saved, to repent and be saved. Um, there is a judgment that's coming. We've seen that. He's, he's talked about the first judgment being by water, by the flood. <clears throat> and now he's revealed to us a second judgment that would be by fire. All right. And so we have a judgment coming and we know that. But it says in the Bible that God is holding back out of his own long suffering and mercy or his own patience and mercy on us, um, seeing that other people would um would get saved and so now we have verse 10 where it says that but the day of the lord will come as a thief in the night the um, intentions there <clears throat> is to impress upon us <clears throat> excuse me is to impress upon us the fact that the lord's return will be unexpected all right it doesn't mean that we should not prepare for it <clears throat> Um, we're to be prepared for it. And the Bible, and he's telling us this here, knowing these things, what manner of persons ought we to be? But there's a difference between anticipating something and expecting it. And so I, I, I thought about this. I oftentimes say, I expect the Lord's return. You know, I expect him to come back any minute. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with saying those kinds of things. But I think what I'm really meaning when I say it is not that I'm expecting the Lord's return on any minute. It's that I'm in anticipating the Lord's return at any minute because he told us that he will come at a time we least expect it. So it's going to be unexpected. Um, so I guess we don't as much expect his return. More, moreover, we really anticipate his return um, because we know that it can come in any second. But at the same time, he is holding back until a time we don't know anything about uh, for the sake and cause of other people coming to know Christ the Savior. Um, so he will he will come back, and he will come at a time that we're not expecting it. Um, 
and we should live in constant anticipation of it and so <clears throat> seeing that and that's what it says here in verse 11 seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved what manner of persons ought ye to be <clears throat> and then he gives us a, some instructions a reminder <clears throat> basically what he's saying is knowing that the end is coming knowing that Christ is coming back knowing that judgment comes with that how should we live what manner of person should we be then what we find here is that we should be living in all holy conversation it's a holy lifestyle we should live a godly life looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God we should be living in anticipation um, we should be prepared and in anticipation of the Lord's return um, we should uh, hold on to his promise verse 13 looking for the new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness so we have the blessed hope we know that he's coming and we know that what we have will be better than what we have now verse 14 wherefore beloved seeing that ye look for such things be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless so some things that's revealed to us here is how should we live for God seeing that he's coming back unstained by sin I would say that's probably the hardest one for all of us because we have a carnal nature we have a flesh that wars against the spirit we have the reality that we all um, sin and come short of the glory of God but we're not to just throw in the towel and say well I'm a sinner saved by grace I'm going to sin anyway and so I know the Lord will forgive me we don't have a license to sin we don't have an excuse to sin we're to strive to live a life that's unstained by sin to do that requires spiritual discipline a willingness to suffer um, to withhold or refuse against uh, temptation urges urges and desires and all kinds of things um, it, you know to, to be unstained by sin you have to you have to uh, bring out of the spiritual arsenal every weapon and every defense that God's given us <clears throat> everything from fasting to uh, fellowship and worship and praying and studying um, and saturating your life with the things of God uh, a lot of confession and prayer repentance at the very thought of sin um, and, and to do that like he said be diligent it's going to take diligence so we need to have diligence we need to live godly we need to live holy we need to live unstained by sin we need to live at peace with God alright so can I tell you this this morning sin causes us to feel out of harmony with God all right we don't feel that peace in our heart because there has been some sin that has gotten in the way of or hindered or severed the communion that we have with Christ doesn't mean that we're lost it doesn't mean that we're not saved anymore it just means that we're out of fellowship with the Lord and so he allows us to feel out of whack or not at peace 
Um, this is the way the Holy Spirit brings about conviction into our lives. Um, it's also the reason God gave us a conscience. All right, so the conscience kind of is a moral compass in and by itself to help guide with this. Um, so, but we need to, to strive to be at peace with God. And so, yes, Christ made peace with God for us through the blood of his cross. Um, and so that ultimately brings us close to God because before that we were afar off. Um, but it's important to realize that once saved, our own decisions, our own sin can cause us to feel at distance of, of from God and the way to repair that is through confession the Bible is very clear I think it's 1 John 1 9 that tells us um, that if any man have sinned if he can confess his sins and I'm paraphrasing it if he confesses his sins the Lord Jesus is faithful and just to forgive those sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Um, so that is how we maintain our peace with God. Now, I want to also say this. We also need to live at peace with ourselves. Somebody that has no peace with themselves oftentimes tries to pull other people into disorder my truck's going to make a whole bunch of noise now. That's probably because somebody needs exactly what I'm saying. Um, when somebody does not have peace with themselves, they oftentimes want to pull others into their disorder, I should say, um, because misery loves company. And they want to suck other people in to those things that they got going on. Um, because the one thing that it, it seems to me that uh, happens a lot is so-and-so has no peace, and so they want other people to have no peace too. That way they can, um, they can agree on things together, and everyone can just have no peace in their lives. Um, or another way of looking at that is somebody that likes to have drama all of the time. Um, we should not live like that. You need to have peace with yourselves. And, and so you need to understand in your relationship with Christ, you've been saved. You've been forgiven. You've been redeemed. The old is done away. Behold, all things become new. Stop trying to drag your past and your old guilt and your old mistakes and your old shame and everything you did wrong with you into this new life as a Christian. Let it go. Forgive yourself. If Jesus forgave you, you have to forgive yourself. You have to say, I can't change yesterday, but today is the first day of the rest of my life, just as uh, Pastor Tim used to say over at Central Baptist. You know, you can't change yesterday. You can't change the past mistakes, but you've accepted Christ. Now live for Him. Live, just live for Him. Stop worrying about the past. We all did terrible things in the past before our relationship with Jesus. Live for him. Every day is a new day and a new opportunity and have peace with yourself. If you have peace with God and you have peace with yourself, do you know what's going to happen? You're going to have peace with others. And so we need to have peace with others and live in peace with others. 
Um, how should we live? Uh, live a holy life. Live a godly life. Live a life unstained by sin. Live a life at peace with God, at peace with ourselves, at peace with others. Live with the hope of God's promises. Nevertheless, we, according to His promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. We look forward to that. Um, we know to be diligent. And in diligence is just um, realizing that, you know what, there's some urgency behind our walk with Christ right now. We need to do things right because we're running out of time. Uh, we want to be found of Him in peace without spot and blameless. And account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. What is He telling us? The reason God hasn't come back yet is for the sake of others to get saved. As also in all His epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood which they that are unlearned and unstable rest. Some things in the Word of God are hard to be understood. Um, don't wrestle with the things you don't understand. Continue to apply yourself to the Word of God in study and prayer. Um, continue to rely on solid men of God to preach and teach. Learn over time as God allows you. And what you don't know when you get face to face with Christ, you will know. Because one day we will know as we will know all things. He'll let he'll give us that knowledge. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. That's a warning and a cautionary instruction to the mature believers. Don't think too highly of yourself. Let any man that think he stand take heed lest he fall. That's, that's the spiritual principle at work there. Don't think that you're too high and mighty, too spiritually mature, too holy and sanctified to fall, to have a fall from your own steadfastness. You too um, can be uh, misled or you too can stumble into something you didn't plan on it. Uh, stumble into error, fall from your own steadfastness. And so really what he's saying is be humble. Have humility, be humble, don't have a holier-than-thou attitude. <clears throat> Instead, do this in verse 18, but grow. Doesn't matter how long you've been saved, there's always room for more growth. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why? because to him be the glory both now and forever it's all to bring him glory and so that finishes up second peter um, what a blessing uh, what a way to end that we began second peter with a look at the false teachers and things like that and then the characteristics of the person we don't want to be and then we ended it with a list and a characteristics and uh, encouragement to be the person that God does want us to be, and he explains those things to us. Isn't that wonderful? Um, and so let us focus on those things and strive to do our best um, to live the life that the Lord wants us to live. And that's all I've got for you uh, for the Second Peter study. Let's close out in prayer. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this study, for the conviction. Um, 
Lord, I'm thankful that we got a chance to get this Bible study in and finish 2 Peter. And uh, Lord, help us apply these truths to our life. Um, help us live. Help us personify this person that we see in your word. Um, the person that we should be for you. Living a holy life. Uh, living a godly life. Living in anticipation and preparation for the Lord's return. Uh, being at peace with ourselves. Being at peace with you. Being unstained by sin. Being at peace with others. Leading others to know you. Being diligent in our business for you. Um, being humble. And, um, and going about things in a way that's pleasing to you. Living a life that brings you glory. Um, God, help us to do these things. And we cannot do it without you. I, I thank you again for the study. And uh, let us focus on these things this week. Um, and just to, to, to do our best and trust you to help us with the rest, Lord. We thank you, we love you, and we need you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you again for tuning in. I'll see you next time on the New Lexington Bible Church Weekly Devotional Podcast.